Hey, you're listening to Yo, This Can't Be Life, the podcast that aims to educate and inform Black women on how to take better care of their physical, mental, and financial health. I'm your host, Bree Montgomery, and I'm inviting you to join me as I interview resident experts to find out the cheat codes to living your best life. The information provided is intended to be general advice and should not be considered medical advice. For that, please consult your medical professional. This week, we're talking about setting goals making an action plan, and looking at the best ways to have success in doing that. In the guest chair, we have Oasia Hightower, who's a board-certified behavior analyst and yoga instructor. She obtained her master's from the University of Cincinnati in 2016 and passed her boards in 2017. Oasia has spent six years in the autism community serving children across the spectrum, both as a behavior therapist and a BCBA. Recently, Oasia has stepped into using behavior analysis and acceptance and commitment therapy to talk about mental health and trauma-informed care. Her goal is to bring mental health and behavior analysis together to provide behavior coaching to those struggling with mental health issues. Oasia has shared her life after trauma and continues to inspire through yoga and behavior. So I'd like to welcome Oasia Hightower to the show. Hi, how are you? Hey, thanks for joining us. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so I am a behavior analyst by trade. I also teach yoga on the side. Um, And I actually just recently stepped into um, what I say is walking in my purpose. So stepping into influencing, launching a blog on um, helping women um, that have suffered trauma or have, you know, a variety of mental health disorders, kind of just finding their best true selves through behavior analysis and a yogi approach. Awesome. So what kind of got you started? Yeah, so I found both behavior analysis and yoga after my own personal trauma. Um, And so I talk a little bit about that um, in my vlog and blog, so I don't want to trigger anybody if they're watching or listening to this. But um, I went through my own trauma, and um, I found that the job that I was working – I was able to apply those skills to my own life um, and pull myself out of uh, a depressive state. I was able to kind of manage um, life a little better. And then I also found yoga and I was able to kind of ground and root myself as I was working on myself. Um, And so here I am. I'm a licensed behavior analyst and a certified yoga instructor. Awesome. That is just like a powerful combination, I'm sure. Try to be. <laughs> Try to be. <laughs> what types of things do you generally look for a behavior analyst to help you with? Yeah, so as a behavior analyst, people can come, I mean, really anything, because it's, it's literally the study of human behavior. So you find a lot of behavior analysts working with children with autism, and that's kind of um, crowded the behavior analyst space. But if you do some research about what a BCBA can do, we are in mental health, we are in hospitals, working with Alzheimer's patients, um, working in fitness. So I've got a couple of connections that 
um, do bikini competitions and they help other competitors reach their fitness goals. And so, um, for me personally, I'm stepping into behavior coaching for adults with trauma. So really it's just any, anywhere human behavior is found, which is everywhere is where you can find a behavior analyst that could help you. Awesome. Yeah. I, I have a tendency to watch a lot of those, uh, uh, cop procedural dramas, So I see behavior analysts a lot trying to figure out, get into the head of some of these uh, murderers and other violent criminals. Criminal Minds. I know that um, Guy from Criminal Minds is very popular. A lot of people are like, I want to do what he does. And they never really put a name to it. But he is a um, forensic behavior analyst. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly one of my shows. (laughs) Yes. Love that show. And he actually, that character, I was always like, I want to be him. And then I realized what went into it, and I was like, I can't do that. I'm going to think everybody is a mass murderer if I know all these things about forensic behavior. So I I chose another path. When we're talking about ways to utilize the concepts of behavior analysis in our everyday lives, how do you go about that? Um, So that's a pretty loaded question because there's so much to it. But one of the basic ways that I, I incorporate and I talk to literally everybody about is the idea of setting realistic, achievable goals. So really a behavior analyst, we use the science of applied behavior analysis to focus on developing appropriate behaviors in patients and ourselves and clients And then we're also trying and working actively to minimize negative behaviors um, or behaviors that we don't want to see. So I always start with people with uh, goal setting and, um, you know, working towards your goals, your values, you know, where where you put emphasis in your life and um, how you can assess your own behavior to to achieve some of those things that you're looking for. So when we're trying to put together a list or a set of goals that we would like to achieve, what are the things that we need to do to ensure, well, to help ensure that we'll be successful? Yeah. So I'm actually, um, I'm writing a book on this right now. It's a, it's a workbook on, for me personally, it's called uh, mindful self-care. So setting goals is a part of my mindful self-care that I do at the beginning of every year. And then um, I also read, recheck monthly. Um, and then I set weekly and daily goals. So one of the biggest things that you want to make sure that when you're setting goals is, you know, they have to be realistic and they have to be achievable and they have to be rooted in actual workable action items. And so I'll kind of stop right there, but I'm going to go back to, they have to be achievable. Hmm. So a lot of times I have friends that come to me and they're like, I need to lose a hundred pounds before my wedding or whatever it is. I'm going on vacation and I have to lose 50 pounds. And I'm like, well, that's not a behavior. So like, what are you going to do to get there? And they're like, I'm going to go to the gym. And I'm like, okay, okay, cool. (laughs) Like, but that's not like, in theory, that sounds like a great goal, right? Like I want to lose 50 pounds. So I'm going to go to the gym, but from a behavior analyst standpoint or perspective, 
is 50 pounds achievable in the time frame that you've set? Have you given yourself enough time? How do you plan to achieve this goal if you don't have action items outside of, I'm going to go to the gym? So an achievable goal, I always tell people if you want to lose weight, would start with, I want to incorporate healthy eating and working out into my daily uh, routine. And so from there, I'm like, okay, now your goal is getting a little better. You have stated something you want to do that, you know, you can kind of, now you can quantify it as well. So I want to work on eating healthy and incorporating, um, you know, my gym routine three times a week across four weeks. And so now you see like your goals are getting progressively better. You've now stated what actual items you're going to work on inside of your goal and you've put a time frame and then how many times you want to do said goal. Uh, does that make sense? Absolutely. And it's like that change in mindset. That's totally the key because I'm one of those people who have been like, I want to lose 20 pounds. So Looking at it from the perspective of what are you going to do? What are the steps you're going to take to get there? Absolutely makes sense because that's the key to actually attaining that goal. Yeah. And it's like, and I always tell people to set like achievable, achievable goals. And like a weight loss goal for me, I mean, I am not, I'm totally not innocent of, I want to lose five pounds. I want to do this. And then. When you don't achieve that goal, you you beat yourself up. You're like, Mm -hmm. oh my God, I didn't lose 20 pounds. I remember, I mean, I literally got married last year. And one of the things I said was, I need to maintain this weight or else my dress isn't going to fit. And I was in conversation with another BCBA and they were like, Oasia, you know, that's not an achievable goal. How are you going to maintain this? And I'm like, oh my God, you're right. Like, (laughs) I have to set achievable, realistic goals. So the achievable goal was, I'm going to continue eating healthy meals, two meals a day, every day. I'm going to continue working out five times a week for a minimum of one hour ever. So I had to, you know, you have to take a step back and say, okay, is 20 pounds achievable? And if I don't hit 20 pounds, am I going to beat myself up over it? Um, as opposed to if you were just to say, I want to eat healthy three times a week for four weeks. That feels more achievable because, I mean, you have to eat every day and you are in control of what you're eating. And, um, you know, you, you're not looking at a scale or valuing your worth on a goal that you may or may not hit as well. Yes, yes. So would you, so the smaller, more specific goals are basically what we're trying to achieve? Yeah. Okay. So I love, (laughs) I feel like I might've gotten ahead of myself. So I, at the beginning of every year, actually, let's just start with a month. So at the beginning of every month, if I have something that I want to do, so like, I know you and I have talked before about, you know, we started our, our our podcast, our blogs, our brands. And I know longevity by 30, I would like to have 30 K followers. And so like, for me, that's this large goal that I have, but I know that that, that goal may or may not be achievable if I don't put in the work. So every month 
I have a bigger goal. And then I break that bigger goal down into the workable action. So like this month's goal for me personally was I'm going to release um, exclusive content on my blog three times a week. I'm going to release one post one time a day at, you know, the different times that I have set up on my calendar. And so then my weekly goals are broken down into the different blogs that I'm going to be working on. So I actually take my big goal and then I put smaller workable actions. So on Sunday, I plan to content plan and write captions for all of my pictures for the rest of the week. And then on Monday, I plan to, so I, it's kind of like making a to-do list, but it's their goals. Like, I want to hit this. So here's here's my action items. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Okay. So I feel like your smaller goals, the goals that you quantify are three days a week, four times a week. Those are the ones, those are those workable actions that give you a plan and kind of a sense of purpose within your larger goal. Gotcha. So what are your tips or what do you think about, you know, ways to stay motivated towards the bigger goal? Um, so I feel like I actually, man, this, this is like a whole other, (laughs) this is a huge discussion. So I'm going to try to break this down super simply. For me personally, I have this hyper awareness of what it is that I want. So I've set values to, to everything. So like my personal values in life are to always be happy, to be authentic, to be transparent. Um, so I've set my personal values and within that I use those values to motivate myself. And I know that when things get hard, I tend to, um, I kind of tend to default back to like these behaviors, I guess, that don't work towards my goals. So sometimes, I don't know if you feel this way starting a new podcast, but like, have you ever just been so overwhelmed with something and you're kind of like, well, I'm overwhelmed. So it's easier to lay in bed and oh, absolutely. <laughs> order a pizza and scroll through Instagram and compare myself to everybody else that's doing the damn thing. Right. Um, And so, yes, killing it. And so those are like my away actions. Those take me so far from my goal. um, And I have this ability to process like, okay, those are my away actions. They don't help me. And then I've also built a list of to-do actions that do help me, that help me walk in my purpose and my values. So I feel like a combination of knowing my values And knowing and being able to analyze like what hooks me and pulls me away from the things that I don't want. And then the little things that I can do that continuously pull me towards the things that I want. And I use that to motivate me. Like it's like a conversation in my head. And I kid you not, it sounds something like this. Like, bitch, do you want to sit in bed? And let everybody pass you by. Or are you going to get up and you're going to go make this vlog? So it's really a conversation like you know you're going to be happy when you don't do this or when you do this. And so I really have to talk to myself. But it's it's having that hyper awareness of my values and then the actions that I have to take to get there that kind of motivate me. 
I love it. It's like the Issa and Issa moment. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> it literally after I watched um it's after, here. Yes, after I watched that I was like, that's me. Holy crap, <laughs> that is me. And that doesn't work for everybody. And right. so I also tell people that, you know, they're like, I don't talk to myself, weirdo. Um, <laughs> I literally tell people like, okay, so in, in behavior analysis, we call it behavior momentum. Okay. And so what can you do that will just spark a flare? Like you have to build momentum. So a lot of times people get sidetracked or they fall off and they're unmotivated. And then they're like, oh, I have to go to the gym for an hour or I've got to go write this 2000 word blog. Like, what am I going to do? And it's like, no, start small. Get up and compliment yourself. Like there are some days where I just have to put my foot on the floor and be like, all right, bitch, you got this. (laughs) (laughs) So start small. It doesn't have to be. And I think we're in this society where like we never praise ourselves because we're seen as conceited or we're seen as like full of ourselves, but no, praise yourself like for every little thing that you do until you get enough momentum and feel good about yourself and remember your why, like, why are you up today? Oh, because you got something to do and you did, you got up like whatever it takes to motivate yourself. Um, use that little piece of momentum, that behavior momentum to kind of push you the rest of the way. Yes, yes, whatever works, especially in times like these, because what little piece you had going, it's like, (laughs) get kicked back down. So that is wonderful. And I'm going to have to remember that myself. Like, okay, you did this, you did that. Keep going. Keep, yes. Like, I mean, it feels silly sometimes. I'm not going to lie. Like, I feel so silly congratulating myself for wake I mean I suffer from depression and so sometimes just waking up and getting out of bed and getting my coffee can feel like I just ran a three mile marathon but I'm like this is my three mile marathon and I did that good for you like what like celebrate that moment and like what's next what else until I finally get enough spark and I'm like I got 2,000 words in me let's do this right right I love that. I love that because you have to start somewhere and everybody's a metric is not the same. No, not at all. Yeah. So whatever it is for you, I know that one of my girlfriends, she's like, yeah, I didn't want to go to the gym today. So I went and ran a mile before. And I'm like, girl, what? Right. <laughs> How is that? Not as hard. <laughs> right. I was like, okay. How how was that for you? (laughs) Right. Yeah. I'm like, that was a major. Okay. But if that's, that's light work for you. (laughs) Okay. Yes. Okay. Well, yeah, I love that. So for those of us who need a little bit more than a self-talk, would you recommend like setting like a reward for getting to a certain point in your action plan? Yeah, so I actually do reward myself often and I recommend so celebrating the wins is what we say. Okay. Um, And so there's a trick to rewards. So yes, always reward yourself. And when working with like our kiddos with autism, so I'm gonna kind of hopefully I can bring this example all the way full circle. So when we work with our kids with autism, we 
reward them based on the magnitude or the response effort behind what what the demand was. So whatever I asked them to do, if it was a brand new skill, they've never done it before, and we're slowly teaching them this skill. When they finally hit the skill that they're supposed to get without um, prompts or assistance, they get like an all-out reward, a party, like their highest reinforcer. And then as that skill starts to become a part of their repertoire, we we start to fade back their highest reinforcer and maybe replace it with something smaller or something that they also like, but not as much as this other thing. And eventually it becomes a natural praise where it's just self-talk. It's just um, a pat on the, not a pat on the back, but like, a, hey, good job, you did that. Um, and so that has to be the same thing for us as adults. And I had to learn the hard way. I used to do like one thing and then go out and buy a new outfit. Like, well, I did that. Um, and I couldn't keep up with that. And I forgot to talk to myself through the process. So as you're rewarding yourself, set rewards and really assess the, the response effort that you put into whatever it is that you're rewarding yourself for. And then always praise yourself also. So like start to condition your mind that your verbal praise and the self-talk are just as equal as getting a purse or a bowl of ice cream or a pizza party. So that way, eventually down the line, you don't have to fork out as much money or as much effort for a reward as it is just to praise yourself. Um, But yes, always reward yourself, celebrate those wins, um, and make sure that the response you're putting in um, equals the the type of reinforcer or reward that you're giving yourself. Okay. So when we're keeping ourselves appraised of these action items and goals and things, what kind of ways are we documenting this? Are we writing them in apps? Are there certain tools that we should be using it? Is it like, you know, write it on the wall? Um, are we putting those little sticky notes? You know, yeah. like how are we going about that so I feel like that's that's really depends on who you are and hopefully you have a a good sense of how you like to track things so for me personally I live my life in notebooks calendars anything that's that's written it has to be written for me to be able to feel good about myself Mm -hmm. um so I do journaling I do a lot of sticky notes I do a lot of um, themed journals and, you know, I, I try to hop on Amazon and find like meditation journals and yoga journals and I'll start to track, um, you know, those little things there. But uh, if you're a computer person, Google Docs, your cell phone notes, I have caught myself putting some of the things that I'm working towards um, on my cell phone. But, you know, really and truly, I'm actually, because I am a written person, the book that I'm creating, the workbook, will Mm -hmm. have a, it's a calendar that essentially is set up for people to track their their year goal, their monthly goals, you know, the praise that they gave themselves. So really and truly, because that's my form of how I do it, that's what I want to put out into the world. But if you are an electronic person, um, write it out in your notes, write it in a Google Doc there isn't really one perfect way to kind of document your journey. It really just depends on 
if you want it documented and uh, what method works for you. Okay, that makes total sense. So as far as when we're setting the goals, I see that they're like, people have different methodologies. I know a lot of times when I was in school, they always taught me like the SMART method. Um, But then there there are methods that I see. Is there a particular approach that seems to work more often than others? So I'm a big fan of SMART goals. I honestly, I... I like SMART goals just because they're specific, they're measurable, it's attainable, they're relevant, and it's time-bound. And really and truly, when we make plans for kids with autism or I'm working with a client, it it just helps to be, okay, what is, what is that specific thing we're working for? How are we going to measure that? Is it something that can be achieved within the time frame that you have set out? Um, and how relevant is it to your life? And so I really, I lean heavily on SMART goals. Okay. That sounds, I mean, it's tried and true. Yeah, yes. Okay. So once we attain the big goal, how do we go about making sure that we move on eventually to something else? Like celebrate the win, have fun, but how do we move on to tackling something else and also keeping up with the new behaviors that we had to achieve that goal. So it could be more of a lifestyle thing. Yeah. So for the first, like maintaining your goal, um, when, when I work with my kids with autism, um, it was just about biweekly check-ins, monthly check-ins. And so as an adult, for me personally, I spend a lot of time, like I personally spend a lot of time meditating, a lot of time journaling and so I will, I will know how many pages ahead of my journal because I spend about, I do about a one page end of the day kind of recap or it'll be, I know on this date, I know that if I am comfortable with a goal. So one of my past goals was, was really just encouraging myself to post every single day on my Instagram for my brand. And I actually started that goal at the beginning of my journey, which was about three or four months ago. Um, And I actually hit that goal about a month in. And so I planned on my calendar to go back and check to make sure that I'm still hitting that goal without the rewards or the constant positive self-talk. And actually that check-in is coming up, I think, like in the next week. And I can already tell you I've hit that. So... um, Right. Celebrate the wins. Um, (laughs) But planning. So it does take a level of execution. So you know that you wanted to hit X goal and you hit this goal. When do you want to check in with yourself to make sure that you hit that goal? Because maintenance takes, it takes work and it takes effort. Um, And so what are you going to do or how are you going to check in with yourself to make sure that you're doing what you said you were going to do long after you said it and long after you, you know, made that quote unquote habit out of it. Right. Right. Yes. So, so do you have any tips on improving focus? I know with myself, sometimes if I have too many things going (laughs) on, 
I'm all over the place and I can't focus on the one thing to just get it done and then be able to move on to the next. Yeah. So I think that's where like your goals come in. So if you know, and like for me personally, I'm the same way. Like I get lost in the sauce. I have a blog, I've got a blog, I've got content and I still have a job. Um, And so for me, it's like, okay, I know that I want to achieve these particular things. And then I prioritize based off of like what needs to get done first. And I try to get some of, I try to mix it. So like what's easiest for me, what's harder for me. Um, If I know that I've got a huge project, like a project coming up, that's going to be a little harder. I might put a couple of easier skills in front of that to kind of build momentum. So if you kind of wrap everything I've said into this one sentence, that behavior momentum. So you know you've got a lot going on. You've got to prioritize. Maybe something is dragging. Put two easy skills or two easy things that you know you can get done in a jiffy. Praise yourself and then move on to that one thing that's been dragging. Um, And kind of just keep repeating and reshuffling that cycle until, you know, all of your stuff is done. And making small goals like, okay, I've got a 2000 word blog or I've got this X coming up. I want to get this done by the end of today. So here's what I need to do to do it and schedule breaks for yourself. Um, I think that's another big thing is a lot of people just try to work right through. Give yourself a break. Yes. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That is wonderful. I, you know, I always look for a chance, but to hear it come from a professional, it's okay to give yourself a break sometimes. I'm with it. Yeah. Exhaustion is real. I try to plan for breaks. And another thing, I actually read this really good book. I wish I could remember the title of it. Um, But he talks about the types of breaks that you should take. And I took, I actually took so much from this, um, just one, like one line. And it was like, you know, your breaks should be active. If you are looking to jump back into work, make sure that your breaks are still active. So if you take a break and then you scroll Facebook or Instagram mindlessly, it's going to be harder to jump back in and get your brain fired up again. So finding a break to learn a new skill that maybe you're passionate about. So for me, like I'm learning to play the piano. So my breaks are, I'm going to go downstairs and play the piano, or I'm going to go and do something that doesn't require me being super mindless. So that way I can jump back into what I was doing before. Or he had mentioned, um, Scheduling for naps, like short, brief naps, as opposed to uh, doing mindless activities that could kind of contribute to like brain fog or, you know, a reduced pace of work. Okay. Well, I definitely have started the whole nap thing now that I'm at home. So I don't know what I'm going to do when I have to go back to the office every day and be awake for eight hours or more. I don't know. I am the queen of napping, so I can't help you. (laughs) Well, I'll figure it out. I mean, I did it before, but they just might get a little brain fog. Right, right. (laughs) I wish we in America were more like, you know, the Europeans. Yeah, naps. And I remember when I went to yoga school, on Sundays, it was a full eight-hour day, but an hour and a half of that was lunch and nap time. So, 
Yes. Uh, pre-order my lunch, go pick it up, eat it in like 10 minutes, and then fall asleep for an hour and 20 minutes. And I was like, this is perfect. <laughs> the life. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, that's all I had. Did you have any other things that you wanted to make sure that our listeners knew about? Man, um, if you are setting goals or you're trying to achieve something, just remember that, you know, smart goals, making sure that, you know, everything you're doing, it's in line with your values and your purpose. And, you know, I, I preach a lot of meditation. So if you're not sure what your values are or you're feeling overwhelmed, sit, meditate over it for a little bit. Um, and if it's not serving you, you'll know because it won't be in line with your values and, and you'll feel that. Um, so don't be afraid to readjust, realign and, and come back to that focus. Awesome. Okay. So if we want to keep in touch with you on your socials or take a look at that blog, you keep mentioning, how do we get in touch with you? Yeah. So I am actually across all social media platforms at O Asia Monet, O H A S C H A M O N A E. Um, Twitter, which I'm not very active on. I'm still trying to figure out Twitter. Um, but anyways, Instagram, I'm on Pinterest and I actually have a website, www.oashimone.com. Nice. Nice. Well, again, thanks for joining us. I think that we've had a fantastic conversation that a lot of people are going to get some action items out of. I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. This was so on time for me. I've had so many things going on and I needed a method to try to write everything down and focus on what I want and make an action plan on how to complete them. If you would like to keep in touch with Oasia, you can find her at oasiamonet.com. Also, Oasia Monet on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And that is spelled O-H-A-S-C-H-A-M-O-N-A-E. If you'd like to keep in touch with us on Instagram, we're Yo This Can't Be Life and on Facebook. Also, you can catch us at YoThisCan'tBeLife.com. Please consider subscribing. We're available on all the major platforms, including Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. Until next time.